Welcome back to Did We Say That podcast featuring Frickin' Frack. This is episode seven. Lucky number seven. Wow. I, you know, who knew we'd get this far? We didn't even know how to start a podcast, and here we are, episode seven. Hell, we don't know how to read. We figured everything out. <laughs> Fun fact these podcasts are recorded in one false swoop. We don't know how to edit, and we just go with it. <laughs> we do. So, um, yeah, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Lori, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I know you're going to ask me that, and I'm trying to think what I did. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I did. Well, I'll, I'll help you out while you think. I did absolutely nothing. And to be honest, it was needed. I don't remember the last weekend I did nothing, and... You know, it was just kind of nice to not have a clock to punch or really have to get myself together. But um, I like those weekends very far and few between. So when they happen, I really appreciate it. I feel like all I do on the weekends is just like run errands. Yeah. Because I feel like those are the like Saturday and Sunday are like my only two days where like I have the time to like get shit done because all I do is work. Yeah. <laughs> so and like by the time I'm done, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> so um, welcome to adulthood. Yes. Adulting is quite fun, especially uh, when you do date night on a Saturday night and you're like going to the supermarket or Target. going to Target. <laughs> I like Target. I do too. I, that's why I, I'm not allowed there. <laughs> <laughs> they have everything. I know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's what we did. I mean, we went out to dinner. Where'd you go? We went to Bar Grazi, actually, because I really oh, wanted my wedge salad. Place. I love wedge salads, people. I know it's just a head of lettuce. I, I, I get that. But when you have Crohn's, like I do, and you can't really eat the mescaline and the spinach leaves and all that, anything that comes from, like, a bush or a greenery or whatever... The wedge salad is your best friend, and I freaking, I enjoy it, so. Hey, listen, if you enjoy it, you have nothing to prove. My little wedgie salad with grilled chicken. Good for you. It was good, and I had, like, a skinny teeny, too, or whatever, so I feel so guilty. Yeah, (laughs) It's, like, 90 calories. Yeah, cocktail, uh, you know. Yeah. So. What's our topic of the week, Lori? I'm supposed to say that. What's the topic (laughs) of the week? (laughs) What is the topic of the week? So we talked about sex, we've talked about religion, and I think a really interesting topic is talking about, you know, death and just not necessarily death and dying, but just things coming to an end, friendships and jobs and people coming to your life for a reason or a season, and not all endings are bad, and I feel like this is a topic that everybody can relate to and this is not meant to be morbid or sad I just think it's a fact of life and I want to talk about it in a way that can bring light and maybe hopefully make you not feel so alone okay all right so let's talk about it what are your experiences? You can talk about loss of a loved one or friendship. <gasps> I mean, when I was younger, so my parents, I mean, for for our generation, my parents had us, like my sister and I, later um, in life. So, which means that I didn't really have my grandparents for a long period of time. Um, partially was because cancer um, was a big one. Um, and my other like my dad's parents were just they were just older so um growing up 
uh, I mean, we, I, we had, I mean, I have my grandparents, but I didn't have them for as long as I'd like to have them for. And, you know, it was tough on me watching my, my mom's mom die. Cause it was like, she was, she had throat cancer and it just, it just wasn't good. She, you know, it's like you say goodbye to her in hospice and like, that's pretty much it. So that kind of like messed me up a little bit. Um, I was like in fifth grade when that happened. So I acted out, I, I didn't know how to handle it. So I just acted out in school and stuff like that. Um, I was like the class clown. That's just kind of how I like dealt with things. I mean, I kind of still deal with how I deal with things now is I, I just humor. I just humor. Yeah. Like that's basically me is yeah. like, I just humorize things. Um, so like that happened and my, and then my other grandmother died like two years later and I'm like, shit, now I have no grandmas. And then, um, my, my dad's dad passed like when I was seven. So I didn't really know him that well. Um, cause I was so like young and then my, my mom's dad died actually six months before I graduated from college. And I remember him saying to me before he passed away, he was like, I want you to make, um, I want you to make the Dean's list. I want you to graduate with honors. Um, you know, that's education is like so important because he never went to college and he always prided on that. So for him, I actually, I worked a little bit harder that last semester and I, I managed to graduate with a 3.25, um, which was technically honors. So I graduated cum laude, um, and that really wasn't for me. It was more for him. I didn't really care cause I was just cruising anyway, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was cool to have that, you know, when I graduated, like the thing on your head, your yeah. hat or whatever. Yeah. So I felt a little cool, but yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, in my, uh, I mean, every, I feel like my family's so small. Like, I know your family's small, too. And, like, we're just a, a lot. Like, I've just experienced a lot of death, which kind of, you know, it sucks. But, you know, there, there, there are also about, friend, like, with friendships, too. I feel like, I feel like, you know, when I got married, I lost friends. I feel like when um, I graduated college, like, I mean, my core best friends are from college. But there's so many more people that I, that I was friends with that, like, we just kind of lost touch. But that's why, like, social media is so good, too, because it's kind of like you're sort of indirectly in touch. So, like, you kind of see, like, what they're up to, but without actually, like, directly speaking with them. Yeah. Um, so, like, that kind of helps a little bit. But, you know, I mean, I feel like that's life, right? Like, um, one, you know, one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. I feel like every every place I've ever worked at, I've always made a friend. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're not supposed to be like friends with your coworkers. I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's bullshit. I feel like you're, you're, you're there more, you're there than, more than, exactly. Like we're there constantly, right. especially like pre-pandemic. Like we were always in the office. So you have to like get, a, I mean, you don't have to get along with the people that you work with, but I feel like it's a better work environment. Exactly. It's a better work environment. It's more fun. It's less stressful. And it's like a, it's like a whole family type thing. Like I, I like consider, you know, our work, you know, our work family. I mean, I, we're all, we all get along for the most part. We all genuinely care about each other. So, um, so yeah, every place I've worked, I've always made friends and then like stayed in touch but then eventually that kind of fizzles because then you're out of that uh company for a while and you know depending you know but people have shit you know people are busy people have kids people have things and it's it's just like it's a lot yeah 
Yeah. It, there's a lot going on. So, you know, I, I think beginnings and ends are, you know, they come in the form of friendship. They come in the form of death. They come in, you know, in the form of divorce. I mean, the first person in my family to ever pass away was my grandma. And I think I was in eighth grade. It was like November. And, but, you know, she was old. And I think we're all groomed. Like, grandmas and grandpas are supposed to die. Like, that's like the natural succession. So while it was sad, you know, it, it kind of made sense. Um, and then, like, nine months later, my Aunt Lynn passed away who was 50 and she literally like draw I saw her on Monday spoke to her on Tuesday she like literally dropped dead Wednesday it was so sad she was like my second mom losing her was really tough like I couldn't even go to her funeral it was so bad um and then ironically I had my daughter nine months after that and my daughter is named after both my grandma and my aunt um, my grandma's middle name was Judith, so I took ah, the J, Jessica. That's and, where it comes yep, from. Yep, and then I named Lynn because that my Aunt Lynn was, like, my every... Like, I loved my Aunt Lynn so, so much. And then um, it was quiet for a while, um, but I, I'm an only child. I don't have any um, biological cousins or anything, and my mom was an only child. My aunt and uncle didn't have any children, um, and someone in my family was always sick, whether it was my mom having uterine cancer when I was in third grade or my dad having a stroke. And it just, it was just a revolving door of sickness. And, you know, I, I look back and it's very hard to remember a time where my parents weren't sick. And um, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer um think like a year or two after I had my daughter in like 2006 2007 um and she fought tooth and nail she had stage 4b breast cancer and um ultimately she died um in February of 2010 and you know it sounds so uh morbid but I remember when my mom was about to pass away. Now, like I said, I come from a really small family. The night my mom passed away, the hospital was flooded with people. Neighbors, friends, claim my mom used to work for Social Security and random people that we never met that she helped were there just praying for her. You know, just it was a sea of people and it was really beautiful to know that she had touched so many lives and um, my dad and I were there and one of our family friends said, you know, you have to tell mom it's okay to go or she won't. And I did. And my dad did to the best of our ability. And, um, everyone left the room, including my dad. And the nurse looked at me and said that she has like one or two breaths left in her. Oh my God. And my mom stayed alive for about five more minutes after that. And that was like one of the proudest moments, even on her deathbed. She was still pushing as, 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 you know, she was in a coma and, and, you know, and it was just insane. And I, I was with her when, when she passed. And I guess that's lucky because so many people don't get to say goodbye. Um, you know, my mom was only 52. Um, I was 19 and it's just, it's not something I wish on anyone. Um, and then four months later, my dad passed away from like complications due to diabetes and I, really believe it was a broken heart yeah and you know I was putting myself through college um I had a five-year-old I was in my junior year of 
college and I was just trying to figure it all out. I mean, thank God I was in college and thank God I was a mom because it provided structure and I just kept going. Like I didn't have time to stop. And I think that was the best thing for me and I think the worst thing for me because I never just got a chance to like... To grieve. To grieve. Yeah. Um, You know, but I guess like because my parents were sick my whole life, it wasn't a big shock. I think as like people would complain about their parents or like people would have like strained relationships or you'd see people in their 90s and, you know, you wouldn't wish ill on anybody or be jealous of anybody, but like how come I don't get to have that? You know, like I never even got to have a drink with my parents. My parents, well, they never got to know me as an adult. Um, They never got to see me graduate from college. Like there's, they never saw me get married or divorced, which maybe I'm happy about that. But, But, you know, there's just so, I am a firm believer that I think some of our best days are ahead of us. And, you know, from time to time, it makes me sad. Like, this is now 13 years without my parents and it's like where does this time go and then you often think about missing people sure you miss their memory you miss their voice their scent um jokes the sound of their voice i mean their their presence I, yeah in general just I mean, picking up the phone and wanting to have a conversation what people take for granted yeah like the little things yeah and then you know all the memories that you miss out on but you know I had them for 19 years and not having to share them and as sick as my parents were they were very present and very involved in my life and I can't it's enough to last me a lifetime I also do feel though even though uh you know our loved ones who aren't they're not physically here but i feel like they are spiritually here yeah i really do believe that i mean they saw you get married they saw you get divorced they <laughs> saw you like graduate college i i really feel like yeah i, I believe they've that seen like all the milestones they just weren't physically here to see it per se yeah and so. i think that's why traditions are so important like you know i'm not saying you have to live in the past and you got to keep moving forward but certain traditions and certain things I think are so beautiful to carry forward because it does keep them alive Mm -hmm. and you introduce them like you know Jess was five when my parents passed away so you know unfortunately her memory is fading of them Mm -hmm. and like Dave for instance or or even my ex-husband like never got to meet my parents but through stories and just traditions as they come up is a good way to to keep them keep them alive their spirit alive yeah, yeah. and it's things that are important you know um we have a coworker who lost his father when he was young and he talks about missing people mm-hmm. and it's an interesting concept do you want to go into your conversation um yeah we my my coworker who i i work with uh very closely with um he he lost his father when he was 18 and um he I don't even know how to explain it because he he always tells me like he wish he was a better son because he used to act out and he kind of like took advantage of you know of his dad in a way so he used to you know he used to like get <laughs> I don't want to say like he they he they got beaten he got I mean he got you know whooped and whatever like <laughs> I mean he probably deserved it but yeah, definitely. um but he's like yeah like I he's like I miss my dad but it's like 
he's always saying, you know, like his memories are fading and he misses him kind of less and less because of the time. Yeah. Like now he's actually, it's his birthday today. I think he's 36 or 37. So it's like a long time. Yeah. It's half his life. It's half his life. Like, so he's not had a father for half of his life now. So it kind of like, it's like, what are you really missing? It's kind of a new normal. Yeah. You know, I, I think there are high points in your life that it, like anniversaries, birthdays, milestones, there are days that it's harder than others, but on a random Tuesday, like, I don't need to be reminded that I don't have parents. I know I don't have parents. Yeah. But there are just days that it's, you know, you think about it more than others, but it, it is, it's, it's a new normal. Yeah, and you know what, and I always, I've always felt this way that even if you're not um, biologically somebody, I mean... To me, friends are, are my family as well. Um, I've had, like, my closest friends, I've, you know, I've been friends with them for over 20 years. And, you know, I consider them family. I mean, I would do whatever I had to do. It's yeah. sa- same, regardless if we're blood or not, it doesn't matter. No. Um, so there is, we, you know, just because we don't have, you know, certain people in our lives, we have other people. And that can... Make your life full yeah. and fulfilled and, and happy. And, like, I love sometimes when I'm just randomly talking and I bring up my dad to Lori and she goes, oh, we would have been friends. and like We would have been. Like, like, you know, it's just cute, you know. <laughs> and, and they would have been. They would have been two people. They would have been it's such trouble. Yeah. But, you know, been, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's things like that that just it makes you smile. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about death and, and not to sound morbid, but almost everyone I've lost, whether it was my parents that died young, my best friend Joe, he died at 25 to cups cancer, which is cancer of the unknown primary source. Um, and it was just so aggressive. And then I have another friend, um, and I don't know who's listening to this podcast, so I'm going to keep names, um, censored that died, um, from, from using drugs. And, and that was a really hard thing for me to accept because aging is robbed of so many people and even though my parents died young joe died young people die young all the time it it makes it a little bit easier to wrap your head around when it's cancer or when it's something terminal or if someone's sick and then you know drugs i guess you can look at it as a sickness and an addiction and it is but it's very hard when you have people that died from lack of a better word legitimate causes and something that they do to themselves and it's something very honestly I struggle with to this day yeah no it's difficult because there's certain things that we can try to at least control and there's other things that we just can't control yeah like cancer we really can't control no. um you know but I, I think everything happens for a reason um, I'm like a huge believer in that. I feel like we all have like our blueprint that like everybody has their individual challenges and struggles because life isn't supposed to be easy. Um, it's supposed to be challenging because if we all were able to get it right, we'd all be perfect. And, and we're clearly we're not perfect. This, no. this is not a perfect world, even though I wish it kind of was sometimes. But um, so I don't know. Um yeah, I mean, de- de- death is tough. Death is tough. I feel like over the years, I've, I've like, losing so many people. Um, you kind of, like, I feel like I've almost grown numb to it. You're, like, desensitized. Yeah, I'm bit. desensitized. It's like, always the shocking ones. It's, it's the ones that you don't see coming. Yeah. And, you know, 
even though I've lost a lot of people and especially, I mean, after you lose your parents, you do become a little cold, but like, I always understand that no matter, even if it's someone's 102 year old grandmother, it's still somebody's someone. Yeah. And you got to respect the loss Absolutely. of that person. Um, but you know, the end is not only in death. Um, you can end a job and start a new career. You can move. You can start a new relationship and an old one. The end, the finality of things is not always a bad thing. It's just turning the, the next page and writing your next chapter and not staying stuck in whatever reality. Because, you know, the world's going to keep spinning as long as you have a heartbeat. Yeah. And you got to keep going. Yeah. Um, it, and it's a challenge. Uh, it's, it's like Erica said, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a bad thing. Changes actually can be good. I hate to say that because I, I'm really bad with change. Um, but over the years I've kind of learned to just like go with it and like embrace it and like, all right, like things happen for a reason, right? Things happen for the better. Like change isn't always bad. Change is, change is good. It's just the fear of the unknown. I think that's why people get like, I mean, I get scared to change because I don't know what's going to happen, but that's, that's the reality of it. But we have to, you know, in life, um, you know, we need to challenge ourselves. And, you know, it's really funny that we're talking about this because I remember because almost I've been with my job almost seven years now and I had two job offers handed to me and one was more of a sales job which I have a lot of experience in and that would have been the comfortable direction for me to go and the other one was more learning um the insurance part of it um and you know I it was tough for me to make the decision but I was like you know what if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a change I'm gonna make a change and I wanted to learn more about the other side of it and that's what I did and look what happened (laughs) you know every time you roll out of bed you're making a decision Mm -hmm. you know you you, make a choice you make a choice Mm -hmm. you choose to get up you choose to brush your teeth in the morning you're choosing what you eat you're choosing what you wear you're choosing if you go left right if you speed up or slow down like Mm -hmm. everything in life is a choice that choice has an implication like it's a domino effect and you don't realize it but like for every action, there's a reaction. And, right. You know, if you really stop and think about it, your whole day can be totally turned upside down by one choice, one decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always say make good choices, people. But. Yeah, and, and that's why I always say, or don't. Or don't. Because it's in the times that you don't is where you make, you learn something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the hard way or not, you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no instruction manual. And while I agree with you, I do think that everybody has a blueprint. Mm-hmm. We also don't have... The, the paper we don't have a roadmap no, no, to we, follow we don't we don't we don't have it we don't have it i think uh i mean if there's you believe a greater, in god, greater yeah. existence or if whatever. you believe in god i feel like god has it i feel like when you're born like god has it in there you know and and this is what we're supposed to be doing and and you got to think in life every big decision that you've ever made has led to something great like I lived in the Bronx for 23 years. I moved to Long Island. I didn't even know Long Island before I lived out here. I didn't even know my town existed before I lived in it. And it's because of the town I live in and the place that I work and the people that I know that I feel at home. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through some of the best moments and, and continued 
you know, I met some of the greatest people and I've learned some of the greatest lessons. And had I stayed in the Bronx or maybe moved somewhere in Westchester or somewhere more comfortable, maybe those changes wouldn't have evolved as they did. Or wouldn't be as, you know, right. it'd be... I won't know the other side of that coin. No. But, but that's okay. Yeah. You, you don't need to. Yeah. Sometimes we just, we just gotta kind of just go with, with what we're, you know, I think the whole, yeah, you know, and I think the whole point of this, whether it's death or, you know, hey, in the end of a relationship, a divorce, it feels like a death or, or a breakup or starting something new is, is sad and it's scary and it's letting go of something, but you take what you want. Like for instance, for my divorce, I learned about myself. I learned what I didn't want and I carried that forward into the goodness that I have now. Um, even though my parents aren't here, I take what they've taught me and I perpetuate that into my everyday living. You know, you can still take what you learn. It doesn't die with the relationship or the person or the scenario. Mm-hmm. Their traditions and their customs, they, they live on. And, um, you know, I have a picture, you know, the, I think one of the harder ones lately when I lost my Aunt Rita, I think it was like, what, five, six years ago or something like that. I have a whole picture collage in my den. So like when I miss her, I just turn around and I just look at her. And, and there's a lot of the different pictures I, I purposely picked were like different type of memories. So, um, you know, so, you know, it's stuff like that. Um, and it's amazing how like certain smells like whenever I smell lilac, I think of my mom. Oh, really? Yeah, or like certain tastes, certain foods, certain things. Or when I'm in the car or something, I think it's something. I think my dad. Like it just—it's funny what will spark a memory. Or like those two birds that chill oh, in the front God. of your house. <laughs> so, fun fact: I am deathly afraid of birds, and there are two birds that are constantly on top of my roof. They walk on my front steps. They—they they are always with me. Even when Jess goes places, she sees them. Really? When we go on vacation, we see them. And nobody, they are my parents. And the reason they've come back as birds, because if it was anything else, I wouldn't pay any mind to it. I'm telling you, everything happens for a reason. Everything. Yeah. Everything just, it just all comes together. Absolutely. But, you know, I just want everyone to know, because I'm sure everyone has lost somebody or starting something new. Just know that you're not alone and... And it's okay. Yeah. It's a part of life. It's a part of life. I mean, it sucks, but... You live, you learn, you, you, you move on, you move through it, and, you know, you, you never forget, you know, the, the good, like, the good things and yeah. the good memories. Two of my favorite quotes is, you gotta live while you're alive, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes that's not easy, and sometimes we want to crawl under a rock, but while you still have the chance to live, live. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're going through a heartbreak, a divorce... Um, if you're moving, if, if you're having an end of a friendship, just know if your heart hurts, it means it still works. And as long as it beats, it still beats. It, you know, if your heart still beats and it's okay, like I, it's okay to be heartbroken and it's okay to feel the feels, but as long as it's, if it hurts, then it's, it's beating and it's working. Yep. Yep. So I agree. Um, so this week, we are not going to do this and that because we have run out of ideas of what we can possibly ask each other. Yeah. But, um, Lori, what was your fun fact that you learned this week? Oh, my God. So, this is so weird. But Yeah. But I didn't realize that, like... Dog... You didn't realize a lot of things. Well, I don't realize a lot of things. <laughs> no, but... about this topic. Oh, about the... Well, no, like, so... 
Erica pointed out to me that male dogs... We, wait a what? second. How did we even get on this topic? I don't even know. I have no idea. Okay. I, I have no idea. But um, Erica informed me that male dogs apparently have nipples. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like so mind-blown emoji. Yeah, right? But like, so I have a, I have a, almost, he's a three-year-old Shih Tzu. And I'm like holding Sprocket. His name is Sprocket. And, and I, I have him. a ten-year-old lab pit mix, female dog. And I'm trying to find his nipples. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think he has nipples. <laughs> I really don't. I thought it was just like the girls have them. No, mammals. Does your husband have nipples? Yeah, but he's not a dog. He's a mammal. I know. Whatever, mammal. You didn't know a dog was a mammal either. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know that. Dogs have nipples, okay? Male and female dogs, they can have between 8 and 10. Well, I'm going to ask They're... my groomer. The next time she grooms Sprocket, I want her to point them out because I cannot find them. They are not where people nipples are, towards the top of the torso. They're more towards the bottom, towards like, the belly button. And my, my... They have belly buttons too? No, but like I'm trying to. Oh, I'm like I'm uh, describing it on our physique. Oh, and even though my my big girl is about eighty pounds, lab pit mix, she's got the world's tiniest nipples because she was never a mommy puppy. But she's blonde; you can see it. Yeah, you can see it, but they're very tiny. Like you would think because she's bigger that they would be bigger, but they're not. So I guess fun fact: like all dogs have nips. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I had no idea. And all dogs go to heaven. And they do. <laughs> Unlike people. Unlike people. Unlike us. <laughs> but yeah, so fun fact, male dogs have nipples. All mammals have nipples. Um, Chandler Bing has had three nipples and oh dogs God. have eight to ten. Wow. I have two. Well, I have two also, but <laughs> I need to figure this out, though, with the, with Sprocket, because I cannot find them. It's like, where's where's Waldo? But he's very hairy, so... He is hairy. I'm telling you, I'm going to ask my groomer. I'm like, you point it. it out you for me. It. You do it. I will. And yeah. I will update all of you. We'll, we'll upload a picture. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be proof. Censored. In, proof is in the pudding. Well, I hope you guys... I don't want to say enjoy, but I hope you felt a little bit of commonality in this episode. Yeah, I hope uh, you can relate. Um, it's all good. Um, circle of life. It is a circle of life. It sucks, but it is what it is, you gotta unfortunately. Keep and we just got to keep moving on, right? We got to keep going and do us and, you know, just live. Yeah, and count the dog nipples. And count the dog nipples. All right, well, friends, this is freaking Frack. And we have your back. See you next week for episode eight. And check us out on uh, Apple. We're on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Spotify Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Tweet me. And our handle is did we say that underscore podcast. Like slip us a DM in Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. If there's any topic that you'd like to hear about, please let us know. We look forward to interviewing more guests in the future. Yeah. And we will go there. We will say that. And until next time, make good choices. Or don't. Bye, guys. Ta-ta.